Welcome to Come Talk With Me. I'm Maxetta Gad, and I believe we all have a story. I also believe we can learn from each other. Sometimes we learn what to do, and sometimes we learn what not to do. My hope is we will learn we are not alone in whatever chapter of our story we are in. Hello, Courtney and Justin. Hi. Hi, Maxetta. Hey, thanks, you guys, for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having us. I'm excited for the listeners to hear this one. I've been thinking about it all day and really since we chatted. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, listeners, usually I came on a little different. I would do an introduction of Courtney and Justin. But I don't want to give away too much information about their story. So I want the listeners to stick around and listen to how it unfolds. But I will share some fun facts about Courtney and Justin. So Miss Courtney can pull off any hair color and look good. (laughs) She can do pink, blue, purple, blonde, and look good. And Mr. Justin is a Mountaineers fan. (laughs) But I would say that brings him some stress sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All righty. So we'll go ahead and, and get started. And throughout the conversation, we will pick up on details of your story that will provide a much better introduction. I just okay. didn't want to give anything away. <laughs> <laughs> So, Courtney and Justin have been married for 10 years. It will be 10 years this September. Is that right, guys? Yes. September the 28th. That Yes. And, ladies, Justin did know that. When I spoke to him (laughs) previously, he did know their anniversary date. Um, Hey, Courtney, would you tell me a little bit about your medical diagnosis, please? Yes. Um, So, when I was nine years old, I was diagnosed with systemic lupus. Um, When I was younger, I just kind of was showing symptoms of just uh, fatigue. I wouldn't eat. Um, And I had like a butterfly rash that went across my cheeks and nose. Um, So of course, I went to many doctors um, to be looked at to see what was going on. And finally, I got to a rheumatologist who diagnosed me with lupus. Um, And so it can flare up with stress, Sunlight is a big no-no, um, so I have to really watch when I'm outside. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a lot of things can trigger just different flare-ups, um, but I am on several medications to help that. Okay. Um, so, And you have been on those medications for a while, right? Yes, yes. First, okay. I mean, since I was nine years old, I, I started taking all of that stuff. Okay. Okay. And Justin, you knew about her diagnosis uh, before you guys got married. Is that correct? Yes. Um, she, uh, when we began uh, dating, she was very upfront uh, with um, telling me about lupus and, yeah. uh, you know, just wanted me to understand, you know, what can right. happen. And uh, so, I mean, she uh, definitely, there was, there was nothing taken by surprise. She, she was very upfront yeah. about it. Okay, wonderful. Hey, how long did you guys date before you got married? Oh, goodness, it was just like a few months, I think. Well, we started seeing each other in January January, of 2013. Yeah. And so we were married in September 2013. (laughs) Listen, when you know, you know. That's all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) 
I think it's wonderful. So when Justin and Courtney got married, of course, like any couple does, eventually they wanted to have a family. Um, Early on in their marriage, they experienced a miscarriage. I believe that was the January after you got married. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So with Courtney's diagnosis, that's why I had her go ahead and tell you all about it. Um, Getting pregnant and carrying the baby full term uh, is extremely dangerous um, Mm -hmm. and and unlikely. Is that correct, Courtney? You jump in any time. It is, yes. And, And the medications that she takes, you cannot take them while you're pregnant. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Okay. So there you go, listeners. You can hear the first part of their story that early on in their marriage, um, they did get pregnant. They had a miscarriage. And if you have ever experienced that, you know the the heartache, the disappointment that comes with that. Um, mm-hmm. So can you guys tell me a little bit about what you felt during that time? Were you surprised that you even got pregnant? What went what um, on during that time? I think surprised for sure. Um I mean, I know there was emotions of excitement, but also like scared and nervous. We just got married. We didn't have much, you know, we were just starting out. Right. Um, So, I mean, you know, and then just thinking that you're going to be, you know, the first time parent and um, yeah, chime in. We, yeah, I mean, it was uh, when you first get married, of course, we, we're just starting and, you know, we uh, were, you know, just hoping to get established. And um, so we were, we were not planning at that time to have children, <laughs> but um, you know, we just sit down about it. Of course there was excitement, there was nervousness, sure. but we had just said, you know, if this is uh, God's will for our life, then we would be willing to accept it and trust that he would provide what we need. And, right. Um, so it was, and it was a very, um, you know, just everything happened very fast because right after we found out, I mean, almost yeah. immediately, Courtney had just a like miscarriage. A, yeah, a few days. Oh, and Okay. Um, I was showing, you know, signs of a miscarriage. Sure. Uh, and it kind of was a long process, though, because mm-hmm. I went to the, the hospital and they said, it, you know, it looks like that's what it is. But then it's like I had blood work done after and my HCG levels were still kind of rising a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was sent to women's and children's hospital to be seen. And then that's where they confirmed, uh, miscarriage. So it was just kind of a, you know, a little drawn out. Yeah. Drawn out to, yeah. um, so after the first miscarriage, tell me a little bit about the years in between that miscarriage, what kind of went on in your all's life, um, did you continue to eventually try to get pregnant again or what did you do leading up to about a year and a half ago? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, you know, we, we really weren't trying to start a family. I mean, we wanted to, of course, but Mm -hmm. my doctors, you know, was looking after me and, you know, the safety of my health. And so I had to be off of certain medications for like at least a year or two before we could even try. He just wanted to make sure that my lupus was going to be under control mm-hmm. um, because, you know, if your lupus is already active and then you get pregnant, you know, it could be really, you know, bumpy at the beginning and, you know, the whole pregnancy, right. um, you know, so we really weren't trying. Um, 
and that's kind of when we just decided um you know later on Mm -hmm. we went to iheart church and they really um you know do a lot with fostering and um so our hearts just kind of were led to that at any time did either one of you think we just won't have kids or we'll be okay if we don't have children um I kind of knew all along like we would have kids somehow like you know some way we would have children um which I know when I was younger I always said that I was going to adopt oh Um, really yeah Yeah. I always said that um of course I wanted to have children my own but Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think just with my lupus that I just always had stuck with, you know, adoption. Yeah. Um, and I actually, when I was in the hospital, when I was younger, I had a doctor come in and she was discussing to me that if, you know, I wanted to uh, freeze my eggs at that time. And I, gosh, I was in seventh grade at that time. I think I was wow. actually taking chemo because my kidneys were failing. Uh-huh. And so she came in and asked me that. And so, you know, being in seventh grade, I mean, that's yeah. not something that. Well, you're not you know, thinking somebody, about seventh yes. grade. No. Yeah. And I said, if, if God wants me to have children, I'll have children. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I always just thought about adoption and, yeah. you know, if God wants us to have kids and that would happen. So early on in your childhood, Courtney, you had a relationship with God, like it wasn't something that came after you and Justin got married? No, yes, I had, yes, I had a relationship. Okay, and Justin, how about you? Oh, I've I've always, I'm thankful to be able to say I had a mom and dad that raised me yeah. in church yeah. and from the time I was born, and, and uh, so I mean, I had, you know, faith instilled in me at a young age, and, and mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's something Courtney and uh that was one of the main things that her and I discussed while we were dating is our faith because that was very important to us that we were on the same page about that great that's great so during though these years that you you had the miscarriage right after you got married and during Mm -hmm. the years that you weren't getting pregnant and you even really weren't trying at times because you had to be on the medications at any time. Did that test your faith? Did you all get frustrated? Could, did you have any type of confusion, anything of that nature? I would say yes. I mean, there was times it's just like, you know, will it ever happen? Cause mm-hmm. you know, you go so long and I mean, nothing. Yeah. And, um, so, I mean, it, it was, it was hard because, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, 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 there was definitely times because, um, I mean, I'd say we went after that first miscarriage. I mean, we're probably looking at five or six years and I, I would just find myself frustrated, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even a little discouraged at times just yeah. because uh, I would watch Courtney. She would go so long without the medications and her lupus would be in remission. And and then we're getting right at that moment where the doctor, it seems like they're starting to say, well, this, you know, it could be a possibility. You could try to have children. And then all of a sudden Courtney would have a flare up and then it would just kind of go back to square one. So that, that was definitely, and and then too, I think Courtney and I would discuss, uh, you would just get, you know, social media, um, 
you know, there'd be a lot of people. And of course we wasn't angry or upset with people. I mean, we were thrilled for people when they got news, they were going to have children, but it right. would always just make you think, you know, when are we going to be able yeah, to Yeah, will that ever be that? us? Sure. Made the hurt a little more intense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's understandable. Um, and just, I want to go ahead and let the listeners know, I ask them about their faith before telling you this part. Justin <laughs> is actually a pastor <laughs> currently, <laughs> and uh, it was just important for me, for the listeners to hear that even pastors sometimes face mm -hmm. hardships and they go through hard things. Their families, I shouldn't say just Justin, but the pastor and his family go through hard things and there's a waiting season at times. And we all, even the pastors, have to press into God. We have to continue to trust God and put our faith in him. Um, so that's why I wanted, I wanted to touch on that just a little bit before I told everyone that Justin is a pastor <laughs> and, um, so as you're going along now, so you went to iHeart Church and they talked about foster care. They have a program there, I think, that supports foster families or encourages yes. support of foster families. So is that what planted the seed for you guys to, to start thinking about getting certified as a foster household? I would say so. And I mean, I know Justin with his, you know, jobs, um, at DHHR, you know, he focused with kids and, um, you know, that was something that I've always had in my heart to help, you know, to help kids and just give them a home that, you know, they, they need a loving, safe home. Um, right. Justin, can you, you don't have to go into detail, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Can you mm -hmm. tell us what you do for work, please? Well, I, I was going to say, uh, yeah. <laughs> God, de God definitely orders steps because yeah. uh, I don't think if it wasn't for my job, I don't know if, if adoption would have ever been something that real. I mean, I'm, I'm sure when we would look into things, it would have come up. But mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I had went to, to college to be a teacher. And then uh, after a year of observation, I just said, this, this is not the job for me. Uh, I really, I really have high respect for teachers for sure. But, um, but I uh, wanted to do counseling. And so I um, was looking for a job and, and Courtney's aunt, uh, she is the one that directed me. She said, you need to apply at DHHR. And so mm -hmm. I, I applied and, and the first job that I had uh, with the agency was to be an adoption specialist. Um, I, I was offered either child protective services or adoption specialists, and uh, I decided to go the direction of adoption specialists. So I, in my job, I was working with families, helping them uh, to get prepared for the process of adopting children. So it really uh, opened up to me a lot of information. Uh, it was able to allow me to experience, um, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of heartache when it comes to seeing what families, children have to go through, but sure. in the same respect, uh, you know, judges, I, I think pretty much most judges that I've, you know, you hear them say, if there's one day that they get to look forward to is adoption days, because yeah. that's, and so there would be things, you know, watching families, just the joy uh, on their faces and just the happiness that would occur. So it really, uh, uh, you know, that, that, I think that played a big role, not, not just, not just church alone, but I think mm -hmm. that played a big role in our decision that we would decide to, to foster. Yeah. Isn't that amazing though, when you look back, 
how God orchestrated all of that. Yeah, I mean, yes. mm-hmm. it, it is. It really is. Well, he does know the, the beginning from the end and everything in between. That's that's pretty mm-hmm. great. So you decide, okay, tell me about the conversation that you guys had deciding let's take the plunge and get into foster care. Um, it was something that, you know, we through time we, we discussed yeah. just because like we have, have already said, you know, there would be these times where we would get our hopes up, you know, the doctor would Courtney would make such progress. So we're thinking, well, this would might be the right time for us to try to have children. And then she'd have a flare up and then we'd kind of go back to square one. And I think there was one period where Courtney had just went several months and she was doing very well. And then all of a sudden, you know, she uh, had a setback. And I think that was when we just really sat down and prayed together. Mm-hmm. And we had like we have always, you know, uh, iHeart has a safe haven program. And then, of course, my job. And we just sat down. And we just thought to ourselves, you know, um, even if it's just to temporarily uh, be able to uh be to help children to be there to be a guide and and to be a support um of course we always desire to have children of our own and to adopt but uh, i think we just thought to ourselves this would be an opportunity there's so many children out there i mean i think to my knowledge there's uh around 6200 children right now currently in custody and so you know that that goes to show there's such a need in our state Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and so we just thought this was a time that we could step up and we could be a help to children and, and families because foster care is not just about, you know, the children. It's also trying to help families as well to try to help families get back to where they need to be. And, and so we just thought, you know, if, if that's a way the Lord could use us to help others, then we were willing to do that. Wonderful. That's that's wonderful. So you went through the training. You become foster parents now going into this you knew that you may have children placed in your household just for a temporary time period how did you deal with that while wanting children there full time I mean how did you juggle those emotions oh goodness well I mean for me you know I'm emotional anyways (laughs) me too so I knew it was going to be very hard for me. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I knew that you know, if it was just for them just to be here for a little bit, we could be, you know, that little light to them and, yeah. you know, give them the love that they need and, um, you know, then send them, you know, away. And mm-hmm. of course it, you know, breaks your heart thinking about it. Um, right. But if that's what, you know, God wants then, you know, it just, that's what will be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you are, we are at the point now where you're approved for foster care. Do you all have anything you want to share about your story up to this point that we haven't covered already? Just to kind of follow up on what Courtney was saying, you know, yes, about please the, do. you know, it, it's, it's, we understand, you know, and this is the big thing. I think there's some messages that get sent out there about foster care. You know, the main purpose of foster care 
is to attempt reunification is you know supposed to be the main goal and so those expect i mean those things and and i'll give credit to the agency that we went through we went through children's home society and and they were very upfront Mm -hmm. uh you know this this is the you know we're you know the the first thing that's going to happen is in most cases is that there's going to be attempt for reunification and Mm -hmm. so we we were new you know that um that there was the possibility that if children are placed in our home, that there it might be a short term. But I think really it didn't set in, at least for me, I can't speak for Courtney, mm-hmm. but until we really had placement, that's when it really set in. It was just like in your mind, in your heart, you're thinking, you know, what if this could be the day or, or what if this could be the week? Cause you just mm-hmm. kind of didn't know. I mean, you had a little bit of an idea due to hearings and yeah. different things, but uh, so it really, it becomes a, a reality when you actually get that plate, when you get placement and, and, and you're there and you're there with that child every day and, and growing a bond. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard. How, how can you not with children, you know? Right. That's friends. right. And, uh, and so that, that was really when it, reality really set in what, what yeah. this could happen. So tell me about, like, you get a call. Okay. We, we need placement. Tell me about the first call or the first few calls that you received after you were certified and ready to become a foster home. I think was the first call in Florida. Is that our first call? That was one of our first calls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were, uh, we were on vacation. We were actually at Disney world and mm-hmm. we were uh, just, just, you know, I think we were actually getting ready getting to go lunch. have lunch. And, and so we got a phone call and they had told us that, there was a baby and, and, uh, you know, that, uh, would be, we willing to accept placement. And, uh, there was a placement resource that was closer so that, that this one didn't work out. But I mean, just that, that first call was just such a, a moment cause it's just, it can happen, you know, at any time. I mean, it's, it's something that unfortunately, you know, there are removals that happen, you know, Mm-hmm. you know, on a daily basis. And so as foster parents, you know, you just have to be prepared to receive those calls. But yeah, that, uh, I think that was our first call was actually when we were in, in Florida. Okay. Now with foster homes also, you can decide what age groups that you would prefer and that you feel like your home is best suited for. Yes. And, mm-hmm. Okay. And correct anything that I say here, please. But you all chose not to do, not to have older children, um, because that just didn't, your home just wasn't ready for older children. You preferred younger children. Is that correct? Yeah, I think for us too, where, you know, we hadn't had children, we just really wanted to start off with a baby. Yes. Um, you know, and, and just have that. So, you know, we did tell them, um, you know, for us just, you know, babies, Yes. Um, yeah, that makes total sense, though, yeah, to go from not having any to bam, right. you know, an older child. That would have been difficult for both you and the child. It, it, yes, that was yes. a good decision. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So you get a call. Eventually, you get a call about a little girl and a little boy. Is that correct? That are siblings. Yes. Yeah, okay, we... <laughs> now tell me about that call. 
Here we go. After (laughs) you've received a few different calls up to this point, but you had not had any actual placement, correct? Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now this call, ding, ding, it's coming in. Now tell me about it. I was going to say, you all may be hearing that little boy and little girl currently <laughs> Best in the background. Best sound ever. Right I love it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, it was, we were just out in Beckley. We were, we were shopping. We were maybe, I think it was four days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just, um, I don't know, because we, we had, I think we, we even in during that while we were shopping, we, we had discuss that we were like what if we would get a phone call and you know and, and what would we do and all those type of things and sure enough uh i believe we were just out in the hobby lobby parking lot and we got a phone call and they said we have a 14 month old girl and then a two week old baby boy and, and would you be interested in placement and courtney and i you know there was emotions and we just kind of looked at each other because we're thinking we don't have, you know, two baby beds currently, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of things we need to get. But we just looked at each other and said, you know what? We just had this feeling, and we looked at each other and said, let's, let's go for it. I mean, it just, I don't know how to describe it, but there was just yeah. this peace and gut feeling that this was the right yeah, thing to do. This, was, this yeah. was the placement. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So tell me. Now, I'm just going to tell the listeners, I am friends with uh, Courtney's aunt. Her name is Susan. I'm just gonna give her a shout out whether she likes it or not. But I am friends with her. So I had the pleasure of walking through some of this journey through the lens of Susan through extended family. So I if you hear some tears, I get a little choked up. They're good tears, but I just um I just remember all the anticipation, the excitement. It it was uh, it was just beautiful, you know, it was just so exciting but anyway so you tell us so you get the call you're in Hobby Lobby parking lot and you decide yes yes we're going to take them now what what occurs um well we decided to go have dinner and because she the worker said she would not um be at our house until like 11 that night okay Um, so we had some time you know to um you know kill until we you know, would get placement. So I think we just had to go somewhere and sit down yes. and process yeah, everything that was going on. Yeah. He, he ate dinner, but I couldn't eat cause I was so Aww. nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so then, you know, we go home and I, I feel like I was just kind of pacing and just like fidgety. And, yeah. um, but I remember them, you know, pulling up and it, it was kind of like right at 11, I think 11 at night. And, um, she pulls up and of course it's just like your heart's pounding and, um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's the feeling of, you know, this is actually happening because you Mm -hmm. think about it and you wonder what it's going to be like. And, um, to know, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, when you have biological children, you have the nine months or, or however long to, prepare for that you know to but when you're fostering or you're planning on adopting I mean it can just it just kind of comes at any time so um you know we were just I think wondering how are the children going to react to us and what was going to what was it going to be like and it it certainly was an emotional moment because uh you could see the how scared yeah especially well our, our Anna, you know, Anna, she, she was very scared. 
coming yeah. from. I mean, she was 14 months, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these here she is going to people she doesn't know, you know, being transported by someone she doesn't know or isn't familiar with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, walk us through that. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, she gets to the house and Anna was asleep in the car, you know, so mm-hmm. that didn't help, you know, waking up in, you know, yeah. this place and. Um, I remember she sat her down because she was going to go get Oliver out Aww. of the car and she just cried and cried. So I took her and, um, and then she brings Oliver in and he's in his little car seat, tiny as could be, <laughs> um, you know, and then she just, of course, sat down with us, um, just, you know, going over papers. They had, you know, bags that, um, you know, had some things in it and, um, she wasn't there very long. And then it was just like, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you all later. And so she left and then we just kind of was like, okay, here we go with you know, <laughs> two kids. And uh, yeah. I remember Justin leaving cause we had no formula. Um, there was nothing, you know, that they had brought with him along with him. Um, so he's going out like at midnight trying to get formula and all that. And yeah. Um, but you know, Anna, she had, she had a hard evening or, you know, hard night, but I feel like she finally was, you know, had stopped crying and, um, I gave her a, a warm bath and put her in her PJs and she, you know, fell right asleep and slept all night. And, um, so when they, when they came, Courtney, do, do they come with items and with clothing or just very little? Yes. I mean, they did come with, I think they had like a, a bag. Uh-huh. They, um, um, Children's Home Society, yeah. and just to give them credit for them, mm-hmm. they do have, and, and, and you know, I know they have folks that donate and there's things that they have. So when when you first start, you know, they're able to, to help yeah, you. Yeah, they give you, know, you some there, things. Um, yeah. You know, there's clothing, different different items that, you know, things they have to try to help you get started. Um, so okay. it's not just like it's just, uh, here's the kids and, you know, best yeah. of luck. I mean, they, they yeah. definitely, uh, and, and they're there to support. That's one thing. That's what they're, that's, that's what they're supposed to do, you know, is to okay. be there to support. So, um, you know, thankfully I, now that night, of course, just, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just, everything's happening. And, and yeah. like Courtney said, I'm out at Walmart, you know, <laughs> midnight and, and I'm just thinking, what do I get? And what type yeah. and formula yeah. and all this new stuff. But, um, How were you feeling at that time, Justin? Like, that's your first, do I want to say, fatherly act or duty or, (laughs) you know, I mean, that's your first dad run to get Mm -hmm. towards What were you thinking? Like, on the drive up there and back, were you just in awe that it's really happening or what were your thoughts? (laughs) I don't really remember how, I mean, it just kind of just, I think I was in (laughs) shock. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I think I was just praying a lot and just saying, Lord, you know, help us to do you know to do well for them and then to be the best foster parents we can be and you know whatever your will is in this situation whether it's temporary or whether it would be adoption whatever you you plan to do but uh, i'll tell you this this is a hard thing to say but yeah uh, my mom had passed away in 2016 and one of the very first things went through my mind i thought wish i could call her and and ask her Her. advice because yeah you know that would have been great but yeah um, you're right but yeah, but I just, uh, it was, it's a moment I won't, I mean, as far as, you know, just mm-hmm. 
that I can replay and just remember mm-hmm. specific details in my mind. It's just oh. a, a moment you just, you can't forget about. Right. Yeah. So you, you get the formula and you get home. There's Courtney with the two yeah. <laughs> kiddos. And um, so you said the first night though, Anna had a rough, just an uneasy, unsettling first right. night. Yeah. Until you, yeah. So you got her bath and in some, comfy pjs and in you know in her bed and now oliver being so much smaller did he have any trouble adjusting he didn't i mean um no he was a good pretty good baby he yeah he tended to be up you know throughout the night a lot and um yeah but yeah he yeah so tell me about the first few days now did they come on a weekday, like Justin, did you have to get up and go to work or was it on a weekend or ha- how did it like the, the next few days? Um, when was that? Well, it was around Chris. Did you tell me? Yeah, it was, it was around, around, Christmas. Christmas. It was around Christmas. I just like remembered two, that. Three days okay. before Christmas. Yeah, I think it was yeah, about three or four days before Christmas. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to remember. But you might have took off sure. work. I, I did. I think you did. I, yeah, I did I'm call. To I said, I. I, yeah. I told my boss, I said, I'm sorry, but I'm definitely going to have to take off today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I remember, I think we felt like zombies though. The first, <laughs> you know, few days, just getting, sure. getting a routine down, you know, yeah. um, just all of a sudden having two kids and you just got to get a routine down. And yeah. um, did Anna eventually, I mean, how long did it take her to kind of settle in and not be quite as fussy or, to to actually to feel comfortable with you all um i mean not very long she was good she yes. warmed up to courtney yeah. pretty quickly uh-huh. um because courtney went and took and gave her a bath and different things yeah, and just... she was a little bit with me at first um a little bit hesitant but um, we had a Christmas ornament, and I and I've told Courtney we'll keep this ornament forever. Getting a new tissue it, for this one. It, uh, it, it, it has Christmas uh, music that it plays, and mm-hmm. so we I showed that to her, and she just came and sat on my lap, and her and I just Aww. sit and stared at that for a little while, and and she would keep pressing buttons, and then I don't know, just from there, it's just we formed yeah. a bond. That was how we yeah. start forming our bond. Yeah. Now. Tell me about how you introduced them. So, Justin, I know you shared about your mother, but your father is still living as well, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you have your side of the family. Courtney, you have a few family members on your side. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Just so, a few. <laughs> tell me about how you all introduced your family to them and them to your families. I, I know that your families knew you were on the, the journey of fostering but did you tell them the night you got a call or walk us through the extended families part um we didn't tell them we wanted (laughs) to surprise them even Uh though you know we know we knew like you know these might not be the children we adopt Mm -hmm. you know but it just was the excitement of finally getting getting a placement you know after this you know journey and um so anyone that knows your all's families I mean, I can speak more to Courtney's, but you all are going to love any, any kiddo that comes around for any right. amount of time. I mean, <laughs> right. you really, you know, so yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Um, Go ahead. I it, didn't it, it, oh, you're fine. It was, 
um, I know it was Susan's, I don't know what day it was, but it was Susan's church. Um, they do caroling and then they go and have a little Christmas party. And so, um, we knew mom and dad was going to be coming home. And so we're like, well, we're just going to go and go inside the house and just wait (laughs) for them to walk in. Uh And so, um, they come in the door and we're sitting there on the couch. I think I had Oliver and then, uh, Justin had Anna and they come in and like their eyes are just huge and they're <laughs> like, what? And then mom's trying not to cry. Cause she was like, I don't want to scare them. Oh, that's, and, yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, and so that, you know, Anna's just kind of like looking at everybody like, okay, <laughs> you oh. know, but, um, so that was, you know, a great to see them. And then, mm-hmm. um, they called down uh, to sissies where they were having the party because uh-huh. they were telling them, sorry, we're not coming down because, you know, they got the kids and we're going to stay up here and visit with them. Uh-huh. And so Susan and all of them were excited. And, oh, sure. um, and then of course, Justin, we went over to his dad and I think my dad was very surprised and he, uh, we went and just surprised him and he opened Aww. the door and there we were. And, and uh, he, even my dad, I will say he's not much of a crier, but I think, <laughs> Had a few tears come that Aww, yeah. And yeah. I, my Aunt Joan, I'll never forget <laughs> yeah. her reaction. Hers was probably the funniest one. Uh, we pulled in and I heard her. She was in her house and I heard her yell, they've got a baby. I'll never forget it. <laughs> but then they, but she then, was like, it's not just a baby. They got two. Got two. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah. That's the one reaction I don't think I'll ever forget. That's so fun. <laughs> so now you got them at Christmas. Uh, so you had to prepare for Christmas or, yes. or did you, okay. How yeah. did you juggle that? Of course they were young as well. So, it, right. You know, um, we went, I don't know. I can't really remember what all. <laughs> yeah. They, do you remember? Uh, I don't, I just remember we have, of course, yeah. had to. Because it was just like all way. together. Yeah. Right. It like happened so fast from right. us getting placed with them. And then Christmas was just, you know, two, yes. three days later. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it was just special for sure on oh, Christmas morning. Yeah. Um, Justin, you know, read the story. Um, mm-hmm. And Anna, she just, I have a video of her and she just looks at him. And, of course, Justin's Aww. crying while, you know, reading it. Yeah. Um, that's but then just, you know, them opening up their, their presence mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it just a Christmas for sure. We'll never forget. Yeah. Um, absolutely. you know, with them and to, yeah. to, to say to our families, you know, yeah. don't know how many of them are listening. We love and appreciate you all. Cause yeah. I mean, they were, I mean, they all, I mean, that's one thing that I'm thankful for is Courtney yeah. and I had great family support on both mm-hmm. sides of the mm-hmm. family. And they yeah. were all just ready and prepared. Right. And it wouldn't have mattered yes. how many placements or yeah, what. That's right. They would have been mm-hmm. right there to love them. And they that's right. They pitched in. They they went out. And, of course, they all had to go shop too quickly. <laughs> yeah. And so they 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 loved the children. I mean, it was sure. wonderful. Yeah. And that's, that's another wonderful. thing, like, on this foster journey, you know, it's not just us going through it. It's, it's mm-hmm. our whole families. I mean, right. you know, they're around the kids. And so, you know, when things are sad on our end, you know, they're mm-hmm. sad with us and yes. you know, they're along with us on it. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It does. It impacts your whole little community, mm-hmm. you know, your families. Yes. 
include your extended family as well. Now, Justin, were you pastoring at that time? Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Actually, yeah, we I had just well, I we had not been officially yeah. voted mm-hmm. in as the pastor. I had yes. started preaching at uh, Ward Road Free Will Baptist. Uh-huh. Um, we started there. They they were without a pastor, so I had a uh, that all. I mean, I, that's an amazing story too behind that. But uh, but we went and started uh, in October uh, okay. of that year, and so we uh, it was definitely just a lot. Yeah, of, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of a lot of changes just uh, kind of all happened at one time. I can right. Remember. And so the kids had then the the church family also to meet and and adjust to. Yes. As, as well. So, and I know right. they welcomed them, you know, lovingly. But I'm just thinking about the kiddos. They probably thought, "All right, I mean, there's lots of people here." <laughs> yes. They have uh, the church family has really embraced them, and you know, one thing that we love is. That they go up every Sunday, and and uh, our uh, song singing director Bobby, she and her and Dwayne, they'll let them come up and sing this little light of mine, and Aww. Jesus loves me. So I'm I'm thankful that we've been able to to raise them in church. That that's one yeah. big thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you're getting adjusted here. We get through Christmas. They've met the extended family, the church family. Now it's just day-to-day life. Tell me a little bit about those first few months with the kiddos. It, uh, it certainly was a, a change, you know, because Courtney and I for, well, I'd say that was right around six years mm-hmm. that, you know, just the two of us. And, um, and so we uh, trying to, you know, juggle everything. I remember, you know, of course, been pastoring and, um, and then to, we, part of uh, your, your fostering is that you do have um, training hours that you have to do. So we were uh, doing that as well. And then um, one big thing, you know, through uh, fostering is, is I remember, uh, you know, there's, there's things like visitations, different things like that, that they do. And so there's just a lot of things to juggle, um, you know, appointments. I, I think one of the big things was, was just the, trying to, to all the doctor appointments and all those different things. And I know mm-hmm. that uh, at the pediatrics, they always joke, we'll just build y'all an extra room on the side. <laughs> for you all. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, Courtney, tell me how you adjusted to you. So Dustin went to work outside of the home. And so you were in the home with the kiddos. How was that adjustment for you? going from not having the kiddos there to now okay that's your all day all night I know Justin's hands on too I don't mean that Justin I'm sorry but I know you're involved too but you being there just all day with them and tell tell me about that how you learned the kiddos and the kiddos learned you well I had been babysitting um already so Mm -hmm. I've you know I was having kids at least six kids in the house Oh my goodness, um, bless your heart. So, um, but you know, so to me, I like I had a routine of things already with oh, those good. children. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's just kind of what I did with Ann and Oliver. If you yeah. get a routine down, things go smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I just you know was being the mom and just yeah, I you know I just went with it and mm-hmm. um, and I still worked for a little bit um, uh-huh. after that. 
Um, Cause I remember some nights Oliver would be up. And so of a morning I'd be like, Justin, you're going to have to just watch them, the kids for just a minute. Let me get, you know, yes. a little bit of sleep and then I'll, I'll yeah. come back out and yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Just like it was meant to be. Right. That's, yeah. That wonderful. <laughs> so during this time that you have the kids, as Justin spoke of earlier, the, the, ultimately the point is um, the hope is reunification with the family. Right. So through this time, there were visitations and um, someone would, a, a worker would come and get the children and take them to visitation with their biological family. Yes. Uh, t- tell me that feeling when, when it was visitation day or evening, however that worked. Tell me what your all's feelings were during that time. Um, well, it was, of course, usually me because Justin would be at work. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd get the kids ready. Um And, you know, I think I had a lot of nerves, you know, just with it and just nervousness and, um, you know, just them going and um, getting in the car Mm -hmm. and then, you know, buckling them in, you know, you'll be back in a little bit. I'll see you in a little bit. I told them Mm -hmm. and then I'd shut the doors and then just watch them. And, you know, there would always be in the back of my head, like, you know, that could be them soon leaving the house forever, you know, going back to, you know, to their home. And, um, so that was hard. And then, you know, Anna would come home. Of course, Oliver was fine. He was a baby, but, um, Anna would come back and she, you know, just would have a lot of issues of meltdowns and she'd get in the floor and she'd kick and scream. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it took her a while, you know, a few hours or so to settle down. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, um, I think they did, I don't know how many visits they did per week, maybe a couple, maybe, um, and they were there for maybe an hour or so. Yeah. Um, so as that progressed visitations and such, and I, I don't know, I'll let y'all decide how much detail to go into, but as things started looking like possibly they could be staying in your household. Tell mm-hmm. me about that process, you know, as much as you can. I don't know what you can, what you want to share and what you don't, but how that begins to look, what takes place and even your feelings during that time, I would imagine you would become hopeful and mm-hmm. excited, but maybe a little afraid too, to get your hopes up. But yeah, tell me about that. Um, You know, kind of going back to the visitation uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that you know was was hard this is where you feel you know such empathy for the for the children i mean that the confusion that yeah. they go through because yeah. you know they're with you and then they're going to visits and all these different things but um you know trying to just encourage them and and, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's something that you don't want to ever discourage them from visits i mean you understand yeah. what the purpose but once we got to a place which one thing I'll, I'll say is mm-hmm. when we were kind of right in during fostering Anna and Oliver, that's when COVID all began. So there was a lot of things that got thrown off during that period uh, yeah. just with COVID hitting. So that was just another thing on top of everything else that yeah. uh, was just, you know, a lot of things going on. But, um, you know, when we started to realize that we were, you know, feeling like that we were getting close to new and this is going to be more of a permanent thing. You know, I, I know for me, you know, you, you feel um, there's, it, it's, 
for the family, you know, you pray mm-hmm. for them and, and, you know, mm-hmm. and you, I mean, that's one thing about fostering is, is, you know, you, you want to see people do well, but on the other hand, you know, for us, it was very emotional and, and, you know, even prayers answered because we had just prayed the word, you know, we want to have children. And right now it doesn't seem like that we're able to have biological children. So when we, you know, kind of got the news, you're, it's looking like this is what's going to happen. I mean, it's it's like you don't want it, you feel kind of bad because you don't want a joy in someone you know not having their children but in the same respect you know how many prayers that you've prayed and you know how long that you've waited so I mean I can't I, I think for me it was like the the weight of the world just came off of my shoulders when we mm-hmm. refer when we were told you know at this point, you know, we feel like this is adoptions uh, an option and so we yeah. I mean <laughs> it. I don't even know if the the worker got got it out of their mouth. Do you all desire to adopt? Well, I mean, it was oh oh yeah. I mean, there was no 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 doubt whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and thank you, Justin, though, for saying that because um, often, I mean, myself included, I wanted so badly for those kids to stay right there with you all. Um, I, you're right in giving thought to their family it was just the the way you said that phrase that made me think that is that's right I mean you're Mm -hmm. exhibiting the love of Christ you you were still thinking about and praying for their biological family and you wanted what was best for them and the children so that is uh something that needs brought up more sometimes I think so thank you for for uh, saying that okay so here we are Okay, we're going to adopt. Tell me about Adoption Day. (laughs) (laughs) He's pointing to me. Um, I've got more tissues out. (laughs) Well, you know, I always, I told my mom, this is going to be an emotional day for me. And it was, but also, you know, Anna, she had some struggles with just outburst and, um, you know, things like that. And so I was just like thinking in my head, oh my gosh, we're going to be in that courtroom and she's going to, you know, start screaming or, you know, carrying on. So I kind of had that on my mind. Um, but you know, I remember going up the steps and waiting there at the, the doors, you know, um, for us to be entered, to go in there. And, you know, my heart was pounding. It's just, you know, you couldn't wait for that day to get there. And it's there and we're getting ready to go in. Um, you know, our family was there with us and, um, you know, just they were sitting on our laps and just knowing that they're going to be our our children mm-hmm. um, and just the joy and excitement. And, um, and they'll forever be safe and loved. Yeah, and for sure. Mm-hmm. A house hold full of peace and um oh goodness yeah now at any time I don't know how much Anna understood at any time did she ask or did she even refer to her biological mother as mom or did she talk about her any she didn't um she never did uh and I, I remember the first you know with fostering um you, you can't tell them like, you know, you call me mom, dad. Um, but if that's what they want to call you, then they can uh-huh. do that. I mean, if it, you know, it's them that's yeah. they're choosing what they want to call you. Yeah. Um, so I'll never forget we were in Walmart 
and we were just walking and she, um, she said, mommy. And I just kind of looked at her and I was like, what? You know? And of course you just want to start bawling in the middle of Walmart. (laughs) But yeah, I'll never forget that. No, that, yeah. But yeah, she, she never mentioned her. And I, I mean, you know, she was smaller and I'm not saying yeah. that, you know, she didn't, um, you know, like, I don't know, but. Yeah, I wasn't sure at that age how much yeah. she could comprehend about the situation yeah. or what she remembers because she was young, though Oliver was a baby. I mean, she was right. young also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're at the, ju- we're in front of the judge babies are on your lap he's getting ready to say it like okay adoption is final tell me about it uh like is this really happening (laughs) you know just all those years of um it's okay i mean i can't talk (laughs) um for one thing i know that we were grateful that um because, I mean, with COVID, there was a lot mm-hmm. of adoptions during that time yeah. that was having to be done uh, over the Internet. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, they would have to do it. I don't know if it was through Zoom or whatever platform that was used to do that. But because I was telling Courtney, I, you know, especially getting to experience that with other families, I was like, I, I want to have it in the courtroom. I really do. And I prayed yeah. about it. And so we were fortunate we were able to do that. But uh yeah. But we, um, and the thing is, is I knew the whole process. I mean, I could have probably right, sit and I, yeah. tell you from start to finish, but when it was my own, mm-hmm. I was just, you know, sitting there and I was just thinking, I mean, what a journey that's, yeah. you yeah. know, what, a, what an amazing journey it's been. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the one thing we were one day off, it would have been, I think we were one day over a year because we were thinking how neat would that have been if yes. it would have been a year from the day we, you know, they replaced, but um, it wouldn't have mattered how many days. It, it, yeah. it just the joy we had. Yeah, it's just uh, oh, it's it's wonderful, and I'm sure, like you said earlier, it was just a load off that you never have to see them leave yes. for a visit again. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about anything coming up. Oh, you know, they're leaving your home; they're there permanently. Mm-hmm. Their little last names Phillips. I mean, they are part of your family. Um. Okay, so now, okay, so we have these two precious, a boy and a girl. They, I mean, um, I, I forget who said it. I don't know if it was Courtney's dad. Maybe Susan told me it was Courtney's dad. Maybe it was you all. I can't remember about God's timing being so perfect. And, um, you know, you waited on that call and it was the perfect call. A little boy, little girl, you know, young, right. just, just couldn't have been any better. And so they're settled in. You have them, they're they're yours. They're adopted, and then go ahead and take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I know there's some rough, there's a couple rough spots before the the balloons. Um, but you- <laughs> we go in January. We go to celebrate in Disney their adoption, uh-huh. uh, and so we get home, and I want to say was it February? Yeah. Yeah, February, we found out we were expecting, and that was um, a total shock. That was a shock. Um, <laughs> you know, and then it, it's just like all you, everybody told us, 
yeah. you know, you're going to adopt and then you're going to end up getting pregnant. Uh-huh. And so I was like, it's happening. It's happening to yeah. us, you know? And, um, but then again, you know, just a, a few short days after we found out, um, mm-hmm. we were expecting, I was showing signs of a miscarriage and I'll never forget it. Just becoming, I just felt numb. Um, yeah. and just like, this is happening again. And it's just, I kind of was angry because yeah. I just didn't understand after all these years of not, you know, being able to have a child, you know, getting pregnant, you know, after adopting these two children, now this happens. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of emotions and I just didn't understand why. Um, and then a month or two later, we found out we were expecting again. <laughs> and um, so there was a lot of, of course, emotions with that. And what a roller coaster ride! Yeah, aired because I didn't want to go through another miscarriage. I just, right, I didn't want that. And so I was so nervous. And yeah. I remember calling all my doctors, getting uh, an appointment scheduled to be, you know, seen as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stopping medication that I couldn't be on, um, because I was on medication that mm-hmm. was no, no. Um, so I had to call my rheumatologist. Um, we had to do some adjusting with things and then just pray that this pregnancy, um, you know, would be okay. And, um, so we went, I went, I don't know, about a week or so. And then I started showing some signs that I thought was a miscarriage. Uh And of course, again, I felt that numb feeling just, this cannot be happening again, Lord, please. And just praying and praying and crying. And I remember calling my doctor and they said, come in. And I go in there and they do an ultrasound. And there he was. (laughs) Everything was... (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. now listeners I know you hear some tears <laughs> but hang in there where there is a happy ending <laughs> so um did you get to see his little heartbeat at that time yes. I don't know if you, were you far, far yeah. enough along and I, I hated yep. it because I was it, I was by myself you know I, yeah. I just envisioned like us going together and, and seeing mm-hmm. our baby on the ultrasound you know yeah but I was by myself and so I was sending it to pictures, you know, to my mom, sister, you know, Justin and yeah. uh, just saying he's, you know, everything's okay. Um, Justin, what did you think when you heard that from her, when she said, everything's okay? You know, I see the little heartbeat and everything. Well, uh, I'm going to go back a little bit uh, <laughs> because yeah. this is where your faith gets put to the test because sometimes, yeah. you know, you pray and here we've prayed all these years and the Lord has blessed us with two children and, you know, Courtney and I had discussed, you know, I knew in my, I mean, I knew that Courtney, I, you know, we had discussed, you know, wanting to have children of our own, but yeah. in the same respect though, you just say, Lord, you know, I'm content, you know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm going to be content, but then, then you find out, you know, you're expecting and it's like all these years and you're, you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is happening for us. And then the, for that miscarriage, you know, it was, to see what I, you know, mm-hmm. see what Courtney was going through, and and then too, you know, I had even wondered all those years was was it me, you know, and I think yeah. 
in an odd way, though, as, as hard as it was to go through a miscarriage, I guess in a sense that kind of, and to me, it kind of gave a glimmer of hope to know, well, we, we can have biological children. Right. You can at least and, conceive. Yes. And yeah. So, you know, and we, um, but I, God had a perfect plan because like, and we've told people this, um, not that we didn't have the heart to, to foster, but mm-hmm. we just had wondered, you know, if, if God would have allowed us to have, you know, however many children before we'd started the foster process, we don't know how much that would have factored in mm-hmm. our decision. You know, we may have said, we, I mean, we can't go back and know, but we had said we may not have done this and yeah. there may have not been an Anna and Oliver. So God had a yes. perfect plan for them. He, he, sure knew, he knew where they need to be. That's right. But, uh, yeah. When she, well, I'll tell you this, this is, this is uh, during COVID we work from home and I remember I was in, in our room and uh, was, was in a meeting yeah. and <laughs> Anna comes to the door and she hands me a test and she, and I was like, and I mean, my, I was in shock. I couldn't believe what had just happened, but it was hard at first with, with, with Jude's pregnant, you know, yeah. because Courtney and I, you know, the aunt Satan will tell you, this is just going to be another miscarriage. Yeah. This is just going to yeah. be what's going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, but when she said it was all going to be fine, um, yeah. I just <laughs> thankful. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. I just love it so much. Oh goodness. So when did, um, when did you get to see an ultrasound, Justin? I like actually go with her. Um, probably. Well, probably the next appointment. Yeah. I don't know. I know there's a few times. How far along. But, you know, it's just crazy to see. Yeah. You know, there he, you know, there he is on the, uh-huh. and, you know, that's something that I always dreamed of being able to do, you know. Yeah. Tell Justin yeah. we're pregnant and then just go and see that, you know, your baby. Yeah. Then, yeah. The the gender reveal, well, well, the, not reveal day, yeah. but the day we went, we wanted to do a gender reveal. I can remember Courtney and I, and it's not that we were favoring one or the other, right, but right. We, for some reason we were convinced we're having a girl. Uh-huh. I'll never forget, we looked at that screen. I mean, me and her, it's yep. a boy. We're having a boy. And sure enough, on our day and our family, they made it special for us. Aww. We went over to Courtney's parents, Brad and Debbie's house. And uh-huh. they uh, are my uh, brother-in-law, Matthew, and his wife, Madison. They prepared the box Aww. and the balloons and all that. And we went outside. Yeah. And I remember just, I mean, we, we felt like we knew. And then it was confirmed. Yeah. But still... <laughs> To have everyone there, yeah, to yeah. celebrate him at the world, yeah, absolutely, and probably something that at one time you didn't know if you were going to get to do, yeah. right? You yeah. know, no. to see it come to fruition, like you're, oh gosh, yeah, oh, that's so exciting. So you're having a little boy now, Courtney. I, I know that um, the pregnancy wasn't necessarily super easy for you, right? But, um, but you did have have a pregnancy now how then then Jude decided he wanted to come a little early is that correct yes he wanted to meet <laughs> Anna and Oliver yeah. yeah yeah um you know everything was pretty good with my I mean even my lupus like my labs for oh, it that good. I would do um mm-hmm. you know I mean things look stable yeah and then all of a sudden um probably like 
in like 20, 22 weeks or something, you know, I started just having like high blood pressure. Um, there was a time I went to the doctor and uh, my blood pressure was high and I hadn't taken my medicine though that morning. I had a very early appointment. I just didn't take my medicine yet. And she said, go home, take your medicine and come back. Uh And so everything was fine once I took the medicine. And then I went, um, for my last or not my last checkup, but what, well, I guess it was my last before I had him, but, (laughs) um, she took my blood pressure and it was sky high. So they said, just stay in this room, just kind of Mm -hmm. breathe, you know, let's just see if it can go down. And it never did. Mm -hmm. So she says, I hate to have to do this to you, but you're going to have to go to the hospital. Uh Um, and I had Anna and Oliver with me. So I was like, okay, you know, so I I was staying strong, but I remember walking out of the doors and I just busted out crying, you know, cause I just, I didn't understand what was happening and just, I did not want to have to go to the hospital. And so, and mom and dad, I'm pretty sure they were out of town. And so I was like, who's going to watch the kids? And, you know, um, so we dropped them off at aunt Susan's house. (laughs) And, um, so she had a little party party for them, but, um, and so me and Justin, you know, head to the hospital and they take me back while Justin's still in the waiting room and she's taking my blood pressure. It's beeping going off. And she's like, don't look over there. Just, just look straight. Don't look at that monitor. Yeah. And then the head nurse, the charge nurse comes over and she starts patting the railings of my bed. And she said, we're doing this because your blood pressure is so high and we're, you know, just taking caution and keeping you safe in case you have a seizure. Oh, wow. um, so, you know, hearing those things, it's like, okay, what is like going on? Yeah. And, um, and so How Dr. far along are you at this point? 30 weeks. I'm 30, 30 weeks. weeks. Okay. Yeah. And um, so Dr. Patton comes in and he's like, well, you know, we could be having a baby, you know, in a month, we could have it in a week or we could have it tonight. And me and Justin kind of look at each other and we're like, tonight, like, yeah, what? And so I finally get in my room and um, at that point, you know, the um, we're just kind of, you know, chilling out in the room. Um, and then, you know, I hadn't really felt Jude move a lot and they finally came in and did an ultrasound. Well, they started on me on my sides. They would put me on my left side and that wasn't helping. So they turned me back over. And so they came in with an ultrasound and she left and there was about five or six nurses rushing to my room and start prepping me. And they took me to emergency, um, you know, surgery for a C-section. And, um, I, I don't think I had time to like comprehend what was going on. I mean, it was so fast what was happening. You know, they were telling Justin to get dressed, get his stuff on, um, you know, doing stuff to me. And it just like, what, you know, what is going on? Right. Um, and so I get in there, and I mean, it was 
that Justin wasn't in there yet. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to miss the birth of Jude. You know, <laughs> I was like, doctor, you got to get him in. But yeah, they say, yeah. bring in the father. And so he comes in and like, when Justin sits down, he pulls, you know, Jude and shows, shows <laughs> oh, us Jude. Yeah. And I was like, whoo, that was close. And yeah. I remember seeing him just real quick. And then, um, they wrap him up and I, they brought him to me and I only saw him just for a few seconds and then he was gone. Yeah. Um, but you know, just to see him there and he was okay. And they had, they had to take him to the NICU. Yes. They, I mean, I was probably in the room less than five minutes and he shows us Jude. He lets, he lets, they let Courtney sing. And I mean, but they immediately where he was born, you know, 10 weeks early, they yeah. uh, took him over immediately to NICU. Yeah. yeah. And Justin, you were able to see him that evening, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't because I was on what they call mag, magnesium. Uh-huh. And when you're on that, you have to be on like strict bed rest. Oh. Um, and so I wasn't able to see him. Oh. Uh, Wait, I bet that was hard. Yeah. Like a day or two. I can't really remember. Yeah. And so Justin would FaceTime me and, um, you know, but that was hard. It was so hard just, you know, not being, and that's something for me too. Like we were talking about this the other day, you know, you want to have that normal pregnancy and, and, you know, normal birth, you know, um, you know, see, you know, having Jude be born and then laying them, you know, him on your chest and having your family come into your hospital room and seeing him for the first time. And, you know, so things like that, of course, didn't happen for us. And, but, you know, he was here, he was healthy. Right. Um, yes. The only thing they had to do was just, you know, oxygen for him. But other than that, he was perfectly Gosh, healthy. That's really good. 30 yeah. weeks. That's fantastic. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So did he have to stay in the hospital very long? He stayed in the NICU for one month. One month. Yeah. yeah. And we would go visit him, of course, throughout the week. And um, we would go, the kids would go with us, of course. And at that time, it was COVID. So only two people in the um, NIC, you know, the NICU. Yeah. And so I would go up there for an hour so I could do skin on skin with him. Uh-huh. And then I'd come down, sit in the van with the kids, and Justin would get <laughs> up and visit with him. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. Wow. So what did Anna, now it was probably a little while though before they could see him, right? I mean, they yes. couldn't go in the hospital. They of course saw him when we would FaceTime. Oh, okay. Um, and so they would see him on that. And it was so cute because mom, when I was in the hospital having him, um, mom and dad kept the kids. And so when he was, you know, finally arrived, they showed a picture of him and there's pictures of Anna, like with her mouth covered and, you know, she was oh. so excited. And yeah. Yeah. That is wonderful. So he's home and doing well. And I know it, it took you a little while to recover, but you're recovered yeah. well. And so what's it like now at the Phillips household? <laughs> <laughs> Some of you have probably we're a little zoo. Say, you're probably in here in, in the background, but that's the we're, best we're, background we're for that. Yes, that I've we, heard. Yes, for but, sure. Um, I mean, to talk about with Courtney, you know, she, yeah. um, Courtney, her lupus uh, had flared up, and that was, you know, 
a big reason for her blood pressure going so high. And, and due to her blood pressure being so high and her lupus being active, it, it attacked her kidneys. And so she actually had to be in the hospital. I think we had, had got to come home. Of course, Jude was in NICU. Uh, but we were home maybe for about two, two and a half weeks, and then we had to take Courtney back. Um, her kidney function, she uh, had really lowered. Uh, they were even uh, concerned about kidney failure just due to her past history. Um, and so we, um, I think she had gotten out, released from the hospital, and we had been under the impression, they had told us that Jude may be in NICU for another two to three weeks, and then they said the next day, uh, they called us and said, we're, we're calling to let you know he's ready to get out of the queue. And so, I mean, we just, we couldn't believe, I mean, it just everything happened at once. But yeah. I'll tell you, I thought in my mind about Anna and Oliver, and I just could thought about, you know, even though they were young, had everything they had been through in their life. But, yeah. But they've yeah. been great. They, I mean, as soon as we brought him home, I will say one funny thing about Oliver. I remember the first time, I mean, Courtney had said about Anna, she was just happy and covering her mouth like she was just odd and all that. But <laughs> yeah. when Oliver came up to the screen, I remember he just started backing away and going, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> and just took off running. So that was his reaction. That's cute. Yeah, but that's cute. We brought him home. They both just wanted to, to touch him and be right there yeah. with him. And um, they, anything that, you know, I know with Courtney, because uh, she, she still had a tough time when we first got home, but they would go and they would get anything that she needed for her. And Aww. so they've been a wonderful uh, big brother and big sister. Yeah. That, oh, I just love that. I just love it so much. Let's pick back up. Now we've brought Jude home and Anna and Oliver are the best little helpers. Now you have your family of three. Tell me. Tell me about that. Walk me through. Were you just in awe at first? Were you, um, what was it like seeing your prayers come to fruition? Um, well, for me, it was just, you know, it seemed unreal just to have three little ones that we prayed so long for, you yeah. know, just to have children. And all of a sudden, here they are, you know, three of them. Um, you know, and I hate it too. Cause for me, when I got home, I still was very sick. Uh -huh. Um, and so it, it was hard to enjoy those moments of him finally being home. Of course we were happy and, um, but you know, it, it took me, it took me a little bit just for me to get back on my feet with, you know, things. And, you know, Justin was thankfully here to be able to help me every day. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I, I do want to say this. Yeah. I want to thank, you know, there's, I don't know if they would even listen, but I had several coworkers. One thing that uh, they did for me, and I'll never, you know, I can't repay it back, but, uh, you know, at the end of the year, you know, at, at our job, thankfully they allow if people have, because uh, you have a certain amount of time you're allowed to carry over each year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I came in a situation where I wasn't able you know, we had, I had to be home with Courtney. She was in Absolutely. such poor condition. I had to be here and, and staff pitched in and they donated the leave that I need so I could be here with Courtney. So I'm Wonderful. grateful for that. The, yeah, the absolutely. People would be kind enough to do that for, for mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. That is good. Well, you two are awfully easy to be kind to. You're both very, 
very sweet and precious and just have such a gentleness about you. Um, is there anything we didn't cover that you want to share? It, it doesn't matter what order. Anything you all want to say or, or share with the listeners about this journey, please do so. Um, I want to say this, um, and this is the part where the preacher is going to come out at me. <laughs> That's I, okay. I come on. A full sermon. Um, but, you know, my favorite scriptures in the Bible comes from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not towards thine own understanding. Mm-hmm. And all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to speak to, to families. You know, one reason that we were grateful that you asked us to do this was we know that there are, are many families out there mm-hmm. that are facing a similar situation. And you go through many emotions. You wonder, is there something that I, I did wrong? Or, you know, why, why can I not experience that? And there's all these, a, a wide variety of things you're going to go through. Uh, but my best advice that I can encourage people with is, is to put your trust in the Lord mm-hmm. and allow him to take control of the situation. And unfortunately we're all going to go through times of things we don't understand. And there, you know, those times of miscarriage and times of Courtney been sick, that they were trying times and uh, it does test your faith. But I, I just want to encourage people to know that, you know, you one for one thing, there's such a great need uh, for foster care and for ad- adoption and, you know, as I've said, I mean, the, the main pur- purpose, of course, is to try to reunify families. And it requires a lot. But to be able to know that you're helping a child, to, to know that you can be a blessing, whether it be temporary, whether it be full full time, you, you get to adopt. Regardless, mm-hmm. um, it's worth it. And I would encourage anyone that's on the fence about that in their life, I would encourage you to take that step and, and to do that. Because... There's a lot of children that don't have anybody. Yeah. And uh, if we can't be there for them, what's going to happen to them? And um, and then also, you know, I just, uh, God will work everything out in the, in the order he, you know, it, you don't see it when yeah. you're on, when you're in the valley, you know, when you're in the, in the tough situation. Sometimes you, you, you can't see ahead, but God can see ahead and, Mm-hmm. When you get to the other end of that valley and you can look back and you can reflect on things. Cause I've done that. There's just been days that I've just sit down and I've just thought and prayed. And I just thought, what a journey, you know, it, I mean, we've almost been married 10 years and I've just got to say, he's provided every need for us and every, it all happened at one time. I mean, here we yeah. went all that time without children and now we yeah. have three beautiful blessings. And so, mm-hmm. I just, uh, we want to give thanksgiving to the Lord for all he's done for us. And we want to thank our family. We want to thank work, 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 friends, work, co-workers, Mm -hmm. uh, church family, um, children's home society, uh, you know, DHHR staff, all, all the, all of them involved people that prayed friends, people. I know there's people we didn't even really know that were praying Mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so we've got so many people to thank, but first and foremost, we certainly want to thank the Lord for all his blessings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every time Courtney posts pictures, and I don't mean just once in a while, every time <laughs> she posts pictures, I I just look at that and think, look what God has done. You know, the enemy yeah. comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but oh, 
thank God he sent his son Jesus to give us life and give us life abundantly. And Mm -hmm. I just think of that. I look at your old little family and I think that's abundant life. If ever there needs to be a picture to explain abundant life, let's put that family up there, you know, and, um, I appreciate you all sharing your story. I can't quit crying. (laughs) Don't worry. I I appreciate you all sharing your story so much because so many, you all went through years, you know, just discouraged and not seeing any promise of Mm -hmm. getting to be parents. You had to truly trust God and you didn't, you didn't know the outcome and to see how he abundantly, worked it out and planned it and um what what is the scripture just <laughs> Courtney you probably know too about he does more than exceedingly more than we can ask or think um he always yeah. does abundantly and exceedingly more and I think boy didn't he though with <laughs> a boy and a girl and they were babies you know they were yeah. young age and then just out of the here well here's Jim <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my goodness it is just so good it's just so good and to watch you all you guys haven't wavered in your faith you've continued to serve God not once did you get mad and turn your back on God and say this hurts too much I'm out you all Mm -hmm. you know you stayed the course and um and really you are I I don't just say that you're both so kind and you're so gentle and just you're easy to be good to because you are just so I mean you're just so good to others and the way you've opened your home to Anna and Oliver. And uh, for those that are on social media, Courtney gets it for um, dressing her kids the best. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, like, sometimes I think I've even told Susan, I said, I just want them in mismatched clothes. <laughs> oh, like, trust me. Like if you come to the house of a morning, they're, they're wearing our PJs and, you know, nothing to do, just lay around. <laughs> But they're just gorgeous, and uh, and I really appreciate you guys sharing this. I'm sure it wasn't it wasn't easy to to think about the hard times and kind of relive mm-hmm. some of those. But boy, to rejoice now in in where you're at now is just uh, I'm just thankful to get to rejoice with you. You know, it's it's wonderful. But um, it, it, Justin, will you tell the story? Um, oh goodness. When you really felt like a dad, was that the Christmas ornament that we talked about earlier? Yes. But the, was, yeah. And, um, and you shared with me, was it at that time when she had first came or after she was adopted? That was when she first came. She, first came. she had just come in and like yeah. I said, she had warmed up. She didn't already had warmed up to Courtney. Yeah. But she was just really scared and would cry and, so I yeah. finally, like I said, I, I got that ornament and, and thankfully, um, you know, it had, it, it got, got her attention and she just sat on yeah. my lap and I was just sitting there and I thought, this is, this, I'm a dad, you know, this yeah. is, I mean, that even was- though, I, and I knew in my heart, I knew, of course, okay. at that point, you know, you have to be, you have to understand the situation, but right. even if it was temporary or, or what has turned out to be, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. forever, you know, it. It's still just to have that feeling in my heart yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Amazing. We were just loving them like they were our own. Right. That's right. And um, I just love you guys. Thank you all so much. <laughs> my gosh. I've been a terrible host because I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't talk. But they're happy tears. 
you know, I just, um, I just stayed in awe of what God has done. It's, it's wonderful. But it, anything else that you want to share about this journey? Anything at all? Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I just you got something to say. That's, that's right. You said it, baby. That's right. <laughs> Well, I know, I know the Bible talks about how weeping shall endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. And I know yeah. that there's some people right now you're going through. And I mean, this is not just about children. This could be That's right. any circumstance in life. You feel like you're yeah. just in a, in a night season in your life and you're mourning and, and it just seems like things are not where they need to be. But uh, I can't reiterate enough. Just put your faith and trust in the Lord. And yeah. he'll bring you through it and, and, you know, right. he'll, he'll bless you. And, and that's something that, um, you know, I know there's people going to say, well, you don't understand my circumstance. And there's probably a lot of things I, I don't understand, but yeah. one thing I, I do understand is that God is good and, and he can, yeah. he can bring you through the hardest times. And even in those times when you, I, and I want to say this to people, you know, you're going to think to yourself, you know, uh, it maybe it's just something I've done wrong or I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or any of those things. Those are lies that Satan attempts to tell us about ourselves. Right. But we need to understand that uh, God does love us. That's why he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us mm-hmm. so that we could have salvation. But um, I just want people to understand, you know, it's it's even though we might not even know you, we're, we're praying for you, praying that yeah. God will be with you. There's a lot of people in the world that have needs, but mm-hmm. and, and especially this journey, those are going through what we've went through. Uh, I hope that something that we've said, even if it's just one couple, uh, can, can get encouragement from this. That's what we yeah. prayed for. Mm-hmm. Amen. And they will. I, I know that. They sure will. So as we close, we'll just do something a little different. If you guys feel comfortable, could you close us out in prayer would you be okay doing that justin yes that'd be fun okay and if jude has anything to add you let him add it (laughs) all right let's pray uh lord we want to thank you lord for this opportunity that we've had to have this discussion we want to thank you lord for all the blessings in life lord i know i want to thank you for how you've blessed courtney and i and our family uh for answering all the prayers that you've answered But Lord, we want to also come before you today and we want to pray for all those who are going through difficult circumstances in their life, especially those who are going through the same situation that Courtney and I have been through. They're they're unable to have children. Lord, I just pray that those feelings of discouragement, I feel, I pray, Lord, those feelings of, uh, of just hurt, God, I just pray that you would fill their hearts, Lord, with peace and fill their hearts, Lord, with strength today. I pray, God, that you would just help them to be encouraged in you. And I pray that they would understand they need to look unto you in these situations. And I just pray for those that are out there longing for children. I pray that you would put it up on their hearts, Lord, uh, to consider fostering and adoption. There's so many children that have a need out there and so many families that are going through difficult circumstances. Lord, we pray for those families. We pray for those children. Lord, I just pray for addiction. In this state, God, that you would deliver people and that, Lord, that you would bring hope to people, God, and that people would understand that they can search this whole world over to try to find things to fill voids in their life. But the only true one that can fill those voids is you. Lord, we pray, Lord, for those children, God, those children that have been removed from their homes and they're going from home to home and placement to placement. 
I just pray that you would just touch them, Lord, and I pray, God, that you would help them to be able to find a loving home if it's not possible for them to be reunified with their family, Lord. I just pray that you would stir the hearts of those out there, God, to know that uh, there's a ministry, Lord. There's things they can, special things they can do uh, to help children out there. And Lord, I just pray, God, that you would give people the heart to want to love on these precious children. Lord, we want to thank you, Lord. We just pray for Maxetta. We pray for her family. We pray blessings upon her and their family, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And um, I'm going to go clean myself up now from all that. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. This. Thank you for joining us today. Please remember, folks, we are all in this thing called life together. We may be in different parts of our story, but maybe, just maybe, by hearing from others, we will be reminded we aren't alone. If you are enjoying this podcast, please give it a follow, and please feel free to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to it. This helps others find the podcast, and it sure makes my heart happy. You can also find me on YouTube at Maxetta Gad with new episodes each Wednesday. Let's do it again next week.